0: This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And welcome to the Vedic Wisdom. Thank you for being with us today. I want to talk to you about the duration of life. Vedic literature says that with each sunrise and each sunset, the duration of life is reduced. That with every setting of the sun, a portion of your duration of life is gone. And we all understand that. The sun decreases the duration of life of everyone. Well, the Vedic literature goes on to say except one who utilizes his time by discussing and understanding the topics. Of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Vedic literature teaches us that. Coming to love of God. Coming to God consciousness. Is of greater importance. In utilizing the human form of life. To revive our lost relationship with the Supreme Lord. And this is accelerated. By devotional service. So. So. The rising and the setting of the sun indicates that it's a useless waste of time unless that time was used to further the goal of developing your love of God. God consciousness. So even a fraction of your life can't be retrieved. You cannot recover a lost minute, a lost second. You cannot recover them. But human life... You can use the time you've got. It's awarded to the living entity so that he can realize his spiritual identity and his, as his permanent source of, of happiness. The living entity, especially in the human form, wants happiness. Because happiness is the natural condition for all of us living entities. But we're seeking happiness in the material atmosphere. And that uh, search, that quest is basically in vain. Because all we get is material satisfaction which dwindles and lasts but a moment. The Lord is the complete spirit whole. And his name, form, qualities, pastimes, friends, associates, and personality are all identical with him. Once a person comes in contact with one of the different energies of the Lord through the proper channels of devotional service, the Disciplic succession, the door to perfection is immediately open to him. Now this is only humans. The lower species of life cannot take this opportunity. That door does not open because the consciousness level is not there to take advantage of it. So the Lord says that by uh, making contact into spiritual life by meeting the spiritual master or his disciple one endeavors begin to awaken his devotional mentality And, and when one enters into devotional service the result is never baffled the potency of spiritual energy is so superior that no material arrangement can check it So, a slight beginning of spiritual activities is enough to deliver a person from the great ocean of anxieties everyone is experiencing in the material world. So, as the highly potent drug acts at once on the body to cure it, the transcendental topics and service of the Lord that begin by hearing about him, and hearing about the devotional service from pure devotees of the Lord, can act very efficiently. The oral reception of the transcendental message from the spiritual world implies that total realization will be achieved, okay. So, this realization for a moment in the association of a pure devotee prepares one for complete success. It's the beginning step of the purification journey. Excuse me. So, gradually one advances from hearing till he ends up constantly busy in the devotional service of the Lord under his divine plan. And this purifies our existence when we're in association of the material energy we become contaminated and when we're in association of the spiritual potency of the lord we become purified if we're in service mentality we understand what the lord wants and we execute that activity it is spiritual and purifying He is so kind, He's given us the chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, the great mantra for deliverance, that we can use it and make contact to the spiritual energy of the Lord any time we think of it. So that the purification process can go on unchecked. In spite of the material conditions, the material predicament, the material problems, the chanting can be going on in your head. And it purifies you. The potency of the Mahamatra is the same as the potency of the Lord. That is His omnipotent characteristics. That's what omnipotent means. There is no limitation to the potency or how the potency is employed. So, so um, you can see how the sun fails to take away the lifespan of one who's devoted in devotional service because his devotional service is unending. It isn't coming and going like the day and night. It's going on all the time. He's actually riding on a platform of spiritual transcendental energy as opposed to being pushed and pulled and kicked by the material energy. So being constantly busy in devotional service purifies his existence. Then the death, which is the symptom of the material bodies deterioration is only affecting the body not the eternal living entity who is no longer attached to the material conception of life he's fully engaged in the spiritual conception of life as eternally spiritual beings our engagement in spiritual activities is our normal condition and the temporary material body we have is used for that service until it becomes useless and it's replaced by a spiritual body to continue that service. There is no cessation for the spiritual activities of the one who's devoted to God, even when the body stops. So the fear of death is gone. Why fear death? It's just going out of a material inferior body into a spiritual superior body because you're already acting on a spiritual plane and in, t- in contact with spiritual energy already, now. So there's very little transition at death, as opposed to someone who thinks he's his body and comes to the very rude awakening at death that he's not. So the spiritual knowledge and perspective that enters the ear by being injected by the spiritual master liberates one from the misconception of false identity and the material platform of activities. He's lifted to the spiritual perspective and he's engaged on the spiritual platform. And he continues that as it grows to he's constantly busy in service. And his body getting old or his body falling off is totally external after that. His consciousness, his activities, his values, his point of view, his perspective, everything is on the spiritual platform. And since we are spiritual beings, the loss of a material body is very insignificant. Now, if we step back a little bit and we realize as eternal living entities and we take body, birth after birth after birth, we get a different body. We've done it many times before. Dying is not new. You look forward that, okay, at some point I'm going to have to die. Well, no. You don't have to die. But you will give up this body. You will leave it. And you've done it. I have no idea how many times already. You can see that you're eternal. And a body only lasts maybe 75, maybe 80, maybe 100 years. But we already know from history books, this whole manifestation has been going on a very, very, very long time. And if you're eternal, you've been here a very, very long time and you've had a huge number of bodies. You've taken birth and lived a bodily lifespan and left that body, it died, and you took another one. The cycle of birth and death, samsara cycle of birth and death goes on and on and on. So what you're facing with says, oh, I'm going to die someday, you mean my body's going to die someday and fall off of me. But it's not new. The experience is not new to me. The issue we have is that the memory is relative to the body, but the qualities of your work is relative to the spirit. Spiritual life means raising to that platform consciously. Being consciously aware that the quality of your work, the decisions you make, and the efforts you do, uh, thinking, feeling, willing, is being noted. Not the body, not where, not with whom, not under what circumstances. That's all external. But the act, the decision, the impetus, the goal, the mentality with which you act is being noted. And if you understand that, the fear of death goes away. And the importance of your conscious development grows dramatically. I'm supposed to be working on my consciousness and purifying my actions, purifying my mind and my senses, purifying my perspective of life to be a better contributor to the service of the Lord. So devotional service to the Lord is rendered by all limbs and all parts of the body And that this is the transcendental dynamic force of the spirit soul energizing the body therefore an intelligent person who's come to the devotional conception of life a devotee is engaged a hundred percent in the service of the lord one can engage in devotional service when the senses of the body are purified and this is purified in relation to the lord We could render service to the Lord with the help of the body and senses. And that is our position in this material world. As in that way, the senses and the actions of the senses are considered impure as long as they're employed in the materialistic conception of life and the objective is to enjoy. But the purified senses are not engaged in the enjoyment illusion. They're engaged in the service of the Lord. So the Lord... Is witnessing... Your use or misuse of your senses of your body. For enjoyment... Or for service. So the Lord uh, instructs through the Vedic literature... And delivered by the spiritual master... How to use the senses in full to receive full sensual potency so that it can be used in the service of the Lord. This is the perfect exchange between the Lord and his servant. The purification process removes the contaminated consciousness and the attachment to enjoyment. And simultaneously, the Lord gives service as the opportunity to purify the self and to purify the senses and uplift the living entity out of this material conception of life. So the Vedic literature instructs one should accept a bona fide spiritual master to having explain this science of action to you, teach you how uh, to engage in growing your spiritual conception and lifting yourself up to the spiritual platform engaged under the spiritual potency not under the material inferior potency reading the vedic literature gives guidance about the actual situation we are in as living entities And chanting the great mantra for deliverance purifies those senses, purifies the mind, purifies the consciousness, such that the potency establishes a plane, a platform of transcendental support. He's not uh, confused. He's not degraded. He's not uh, encumbered by the material elements any longer. Those material elements are simply external manifestations of the, of the uh, enjoyment tendency. And when the tendency of enjoyment goes away and the senses become knowledge acquiring tools, the living entity is in his normal condition. And the spiritual master then gives guidance of how to engage in the devotional service of the Lord without offense. How to become noticed by God. There's billions and billions and billions of living entities and God is overseeing and aware of all of them. So what a great accomplishment if God notices you. This is one of the statements of our predecessor spiritual master, Srila Bhakti He told our spiritual master, don't act in such a way that you see God, act in such a way that God sees you. And all of us have that ability. But we're busy using our resources, our senses, our mind and our bodies and our predicament in the material world to enjoy. And it frustrates the proper use of our potential such that the Lord notices you. Ah, this person is sincere. This person is moral. This person is inclined to spiritual realization. He's using his senses selflessly as tools not selfishly as enjoyment. So the spiritual master imparts the knowledge to the disciple such that he can see these things in proper perspective and he instructs him to chant at least 16 rounds of japa a day, every day to sustain the spiritual platform that holds the disciple in proper consciousness. and the disciple becomes purified he learns the service program he engages in service by his free will and he earns the notice of the lord what greater recognition of your attempt and your determination and your achievement than to have god notice you nice job look at this person he's trying so hard and the lord is a compassionate being and when he sees you are trying in spite of the circumstances you may live in and the circumstance, and the house you may live in and the people you may know and the predicament you've got yourself into when he sees a sincere endeavor to render service he's pleased and when he's uh, satisfied that you're serious that you're not just pretending that you're not going to do it and drop away he helps you he encourages you he opens doors for you he gives guidance to you He holds you up when you're going to slip or fall. He covers the bases you can't cover. Then one is a humble servant of God. And the Lord takes very, very good care of his servants. Just like there's, uh, you can work for some rich man. And if he's a good man, he takes very good care of his servants. And if he's a jerk, he abuses them. God is not a jerk. He is a supreme benevolent being. So he takes very good care of his servants. Become a servant of God. Selfless, unself-motivated, loving devotional service to God is the goal of life. You can do it. I can do it. Everyone can do it. You have the ability, you have the unique qualities and characteristics to fill a unique space. In the Lord's service plan... I need someone who can do just this list of things. Ah, you can do that. Do you have an interest to in render service? Oh, he does. Wonderful. Please render this service for me. And I will see to your needs. You simply do this service for me, my needs, and I will see to all of your needs. There's the say, as God wants to take something from you, how can you stop him? And if God wants to give you something, you only have two hands. You can't take very much. He can give you an unlimited number of sets of rewards. So you can try to reward yourself. You can try to earn and fight and struggle and get a seat on the bus, shall we say. Or you can say, hell with your bus. I'm going to serve the master of the bus, of every bus, of all the buses. I'm going to serve him. Lord, how would you like me to serve you? Ah, you're the I Please do this service for me. This is a higher platform. It comes up from awe and veneration, and it comes a loving service. The Vedic literature describes a distinct difference between awe and veneration and worship of the Lord and loving devotional service to the Lord. They are distinct platforms different from another. They completely support different levels of consciousness and different results. The preliminary level of religious understanding is awe and veneration. And in that state, the practitioners are asking for, requesting help. Give me this, give me that, give me bread, give me money, give me help, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Give me. And it moves up into the next platform which, Lord, how can I serve you? What do you want me to do now? What can I do next? How can I please you today? How can I please you this moment? And the Lord, ah, this, do this. Please serve me. Please get this done. Bring me that. Whatever. And the service is rendered by your free heart. And the material manifestation lets go of you. And the awe and veneration falls away, and the loving exchange of service and support grows. till so it's f- completely fulfilling in the heart of the servant. I couldn't want a better master. I couldn't want to serve a better person. I couldn't want a better engagement. This is absolutely perfect for me in my life. Perfect for me with my abilities. This service to God is perfect. And the Lord is saying the same thing. Ah, this person is perfect for this service. What a wonderful match. This is love of God. Devotional service brings love of God. It frees you from the material conception of life. It frees you from the lower spiritual perspective of awe and veneration. It puts you on the platform of selfless devotional service in a loving exchange personally with the Supreme Personality of Godhead all by the mercy of the spiritual master who breaks the bonds of material existence, who educates you, purifies you, teaches you the science of devotional service. The Vedic literature is the science of devotional service explained And the spiritual master sorts out anything you didn't understand completely explains it to you shows you the intricacies the ins and outs the do's and the don'ts that make it an an attainable ultimate goal of life so we always offer our respects to the spiritual master we always are humble before the spiritual master we always inquire with great humility And we always faithfully follow the instructions of the spiritual master. He is giving the greatest gift, love of God, devotional service. And he says, here, do this service. The Lord wants it done. You're started. And the Lord takes control. And the spiritual master continues to encourage and support. Your success is guaranteed. Your love of God, your fulfillment, your reaching the highest platform is achieved. This is the plane that we're all natural at. This material world of struggle for existence and try to enjoy on the weekends is not normal. It is not natural. It doesn't make us happy. It's called illusory existence. So my responsibility as a servant of the spiritual master is to encourage you. Please, read the Vedic literature, Bhagavad Gita as it is. Please, chant the great mantra for deliverance, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Read and understand, chant and hear, associate with sp- servants of the spiritual master, and you will come out of all the anxiety you've ever experienced. It says that all of the previous karmic sinful activities can be wiped away in a moment by the hand of the spiritual master. Simply please him. Read spiritual master's books. Take initiation from him. Chant. Become a sincere servant. Everything you're looking for arrives. It's included. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.